serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in authority that He gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that Jesus, Jesus is alive. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Teaching Thursdays. I'm your teacher for the evening, Pastor BJ Piggy. Thank you all so much for joining us. And I just want to declare over your life that uh, that you've had an excellent week. I pray you guys have had an excellent, excellent uh, time during work this week. I pray that everything that you have been touching, everything you've been putting your hand to, it is prospering and it is uh, becoming more and more like Amos where it begins to say uh, everywhere we turn around is blessing on top of blessing, where the sower will begin to overtake the reaper. And so I just want to just be, I, I just want to encourage you guys, man. God is so good. God is so awesome. Listen, this is a ministry teaching you how to walk in the power of God and experience the God kind of life daily. And that's what we endeavor to do every single week. So we just want to take a quick moment and encourage y'all, man, let y'all know that God is awesome. Good evening, everybody. Thank y'all for joining us. Just want y'all to know that God is awesome. God is fantastic. God is spectacular. He is still doing awesome things. When we get involved with his system, when we get involved with what he's doing, there's miracles taking place all over the place. There's blessings on top of blessings all over the place. Listen, man, God is just good. That's it. That's the post. That's the end. That's the statement. God is just good. That is all, man. And when you begin to focus in on that and when you begin to take time to just allow God to shower you with his love, allow God to show you uh, exactly what he wants to do for your life. When you allow God to show you his perspective and rather than this other perspective that the enemy wants you to see, man, your life will begin to change for the better. Your life will begin to move in directions that you didn't think it would go all because you took the time out to say, you know what, I'm going to get with God and stick with God rather than all this other foolishness over here. So I encourage y'all, man, stick with God. There is nothing but goodness on this side with God. Now you're going to have some challenges with God. You're going to have some setbacks sometimes, but watch this because God is with you. Those setbacks won't even seem like they're setbacks. Those challenges won't even necessarily seem like they're challenges because God helps you overcome every single time. There'll be like little minor uh, bumps in the road in comparison to what God is wanting to do in your life. And so focus more on him. Focus more on the love that he has for you. Focus more on the Holy Spirit that is always there to lead and guide your every step. Focus on the power that is operating on your life. Focus on the, the anointing and the blessing that is always going before you, taking care of every situation and circumstance. Focus on that. Focus on that and don't get distracted. Don't get deterred by all this other stuff because I'm telling you, the power of God is still working. The power of God is still taking care of things on your behalf. The angels are working on your behalf. Glory to God. You have you have servants. The Bible says the angels are ministering servants. They're, they're, they're servants to the, they're, they're, they're the ministers of the heirs of salvation is what the Bible alludes to angels being. You have people working on your behalf. You have beings working on your behalf, taking care of all of that stuff for you. So man, there's no need for you to get discouraged. There's no need for you to get upset. There's no need for you to stay sad. There's no, there's no reason for you to stay uh, in fear. None of that stuff because you have so much stuff working on your behalf right now. And I just want you to know that. And I just want you to believe 
that. Take the word. Take God seriously. Know that, that all of that stuff is always working on your behalf. And just give God praise for it and watch things start changing in your life. Watch things start manifesting, not just for yourself, but everybody that's around you in your life and everybody around you. If y'all take the time to focus on stuff like that, you will find yourself rejoicing in the things that God has called you to and rejoicing in the manifestation that God wants you to experience. Amen. So go ahead and give God some praise for that. Go ahead and give God praise for that. Amen. Glory to God. I am excited about that. God never, God never has me stuck. God never wants anything uh, bad to be happening in my life. He wants us always to become, he, he wants us always to be growing and becoming, becoming more and more like him. <clears throat> and, and when we do that, we begin to see more of his kingdom operating in our life. Amen. So thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so much for joining us tonight. Thank y'all so much for uh, coming in and getting in this word with us, man. We really, really appreciate it because it's because of you guys. We're able to do this every single week. It's because of you guys. We That's why we always want to shout you guys out. I know I just finished giving a little bit of an exhortation, but the next thing I want to do is to shout you guys out, give you guys a big thank you from the bottom of our hearts, because it's because of you guys were able to do what we do, and you're the reason why we do what we do. It's because of y'all were able to do it, and it's because of y'all we do what we do. So thank y'all so much for showing up on the live. Thank y'all for showing up uh, even on the replays. Like I told y'all last week, it's more people listening to the replays than it is people that come in live. But even regardless of the fact, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, as long as you're getting the word, that's the most important thing. As long as you're being blessed by the word, that's the most important thing because the word is the thing that's going to last. The word is going to be the thing that gets you through your tough time. The word is what's going to come and comfort you when you can't get up and turn your um, uh, your YouTube on and listen to a message, when you can't get to the church, when you can't. The, the word is what is going to be is what's going to sustain you in those times of um trials and tests. And if you're able to get the word and hold on to the word and apply the word, you will see victory in your life. So again, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you guys from the bottom of our heart. Next thing, if you haven't done it already, engage. Engage with the broadcast. I've seen several people come in and say, good evening, everybody. Um, Y'all have already started commenting. Listen, if you haven't hit the like button, if you haven't hit the share button, if you hadn't done any of that stuff yet, go ahead and do it. Take a quick second to do it. Uh, share it to your stories if you're on Facebook. Share it to your pages if you're on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, share it to any of your other platforms. Listen, if you don't want to do it now, you can do it later because uh, I'm going to uh, encourage you that if you were blessed by this word, I want you to share it with at least one person. Be a minister. Be a preacher. Share it with somebody. Uh, that you believe it'll be a blessing to, because that's our job. It's our job to sow the incorruptible word of God. And if this word is going to be a blessing to you, if this word was a blessing to you, I encourage you to find one person to share it with. And if you already know it's going to be a blessing, I thank you for doing that in advance, sharing it with your people, sharing it with your pages, sharing it with your families and friends, because I believe this word is going to absolutely change you. Because tonight we're talking about steps for freedom in Christ. I'm, we're going to walk through this thing because how many of y'all know that there is a practical way that you can experience freedom? There's, 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 uh, there is a part that God plays that he's already done, but there's a part that you cooperate with God in so that you can walk this freedom out in the natural. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So if you have some friends, you have some family, you know, anybody that think that you think is going to be a blessing to it, go ahead and share this with them. Amen. Next thing, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube or our podcast, go ahead and do that. Uh, because again, like I said, YouTube is one of my favorite things. I'm subscribed to a whole bunch of other, uh, I mean, not podcast, excuse me. I'm, su I'm subscribed to a whole bunch of YouTube pages. That's where I get a lot of my content. And so if BJ Piggy Ministries has been a blessing to you, I encourage you to go ahead and subscribe 
to the YouTube page. And if you like getting, uh, what's up, bro? If we haven't, uh, if you haven't uh, subscribed to the podcast and you like getting the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And I'm telling you, it would be an absolute blessing. We release those every single Monday at 6 a.m. so that uh, you can start your week off uh, getting the word of God. Amen. Next thing, if you guys would like to be a part of the Daily Encouragement community, what is the Daily Encouragement community? That is the uh, email blast that we send out every morning at eight o'clock. You get the emails from BJP Ministries, and it's just a daily word to help you get throughout the day. As a matter of fact, you may take one word throughout the whole week that is sent and use that to carry you out throughout the week. Listen, uh, I even get involved with the Daily Encouragement emails, man, because again, you're not the only one that's attacked. You're not the only one that the enemy comes and mess with it. So sometimes I need to listen to uh, the, I mean, I need to read the daily encouragement emails for my own edification, for my own, um, yeah, so I can be built up as well so that I can be encouraged. Because even though we put them out there, we still need the same encouragement. Amen. So we read them just like y'all read. Them. And so if you need that encouragement or if you want that encouragement, just let us know. Send us an email at bjpgministries.com bjpgministries at gmail.com or direct message our social media sites and uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, any one of those. Uh, direct message us with your email address and we will get that email out to you. We send them out every uh, Monday through Friday and you get it at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, you get it at eight o'clock in the morning every day throughout the week. And we pray that it's encouragement to you. We get feedback every week talking about how those emails are encouraging. So if that's a part that you want to get involved in, go ahead and let us know. Get us your email address and we will get you in that email blast. Amen. And lastly, if you guys want to become a partner, if you guys want to become a partner of this wonderful ministry, listen, I say it's wonderful because God gave it to us. And so even though it has my government name, well, it's not even necessarily my government name because even though it has my name on it, this is God's ministry. Amen. And if God wants you to become a partner of this ministry, <clears throat> excuse me, if God wants you to become a partner of this ministry and he wants you to, to sow into it, if he wants you to pray for it, if he wants you to help out where you believe your gifts can help out, go ahead and do that. Because that's what partnership is. You bring your strengths to the table and we bring our strengths to the table. That way there are no weaknesses among our uh, relationship. There is no there's no weaknesses among this brethren. And we're able to do everything that God has called us to do. Amen. We feed you the word. We give you every available resource to make sure that you live the life that God has called you to. And we pray for you as well. We teach you the power of God. We teach you how to walk in and how to experience God's uh, life. Amen. So that's what we're called to do. So if you want to become a partner of this ministry, go ahead and let us know. We'll get that email out to you. And we thank you in advance for your partnership. And if you guys have any prayer requests or if you guys have any testimonies, listen, that email is not just for you to say, hey, I want to be a partner. Listen, if you have a prayer request, a lot of our prayer requests come through uh, social media, direct messages. But if you want to do it through uh, email, that's fine. But if you have a prayer request or testimony, uh, let us pray for you. If God uh, not if, but God has called us to pray. So if you send us a, uh, a prayer request, we will get on that prayer ASAP and uh, we will agree with you in prayer for the thing you believe in God for. If God has done something magnificent in your life, if God has done something wonderful in your life, we would love to hear about it, especially if this ministry contributed to that happening in your life. We just love to hear about the wonderful things that God is doing in your life. So if that's you, let us know that direct messages or email us and uh, let us know that and we'll appreciate it. Amen. 
All right, y'all. I am super pumped about the word. I am ready to get involved with it. And I'm just going to try my best um, to go ahead and get in here and get out. But y'all, if you know me for any amount of time, y'all know how I am when I get to teaching, when I get to preaching, I'm, I may go a little bit longer. But the final start tonight, so I'm trying to teach this, get excited, and then go ahead and watch the, watch the finals tonight, see who's going to win tonight. Amen. So let's pray and let's go ahead. <laughs> Let's pray and let's go ahead and get into the word. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we give you glory and honor. Father, we bless you tonight and we thank you that your word will go forth. It will fall upon good ground. Father, I thank you. It will come back 30, 60, and 100 fold, even a thousand times, God. Father, we thank you that the enemy cannot come in and distract. We thank you that the enemy, all of his plans have been canceled. <laughs> and Father, we thank you that your word is true. And Father, we thank you for the revelator being present. We thank you that he will speak to every single person that is listening to this message. He will give them the exact word that they need for their specific life because it is the word that comes from you to that individual that absolutely changes their, changes their life. It's the word behind the word that changes their life. And Father, we thank you for speaking to them and giving them understanding and revelation concerning what we're talking about tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Oh my gosh, wow. Warriors in six. I believe that. I believe that. Warriors in six. Let's get it, Golden State. Let's get it. All right, y'all. Let's get into the word tonight. So tonight we are talking about steps for freedom in Christ. We're on week five of this freedom series. Amen. And uh, and I don't, if you've been with us uh for throughout this entire uh series, I pray that it's been a blessing to you. I pray that you've gotten some understanding where freedom is concerned. Uh, I pray that uh, you are experiencing freedom understanding and you're also experiencing this freedom because how many of y'all know God doesn't just want you to understand it. God doesn't just want you to hear it. God doesn't just want you to know it, but he wants you to experience freedom because what's the point of understanding? What's the point of knowing? What's the point of uh, hearing it if you're never ever going to experience it? And so God wholeheartedly desires for you to experience freedom. And I declare in Jesus name that by the end of this message tonight and by the end of the series, you will be experiencing freedom like you've never, ever, ever experienced before in your absolute life. And uh, the working definition that we've been using for freedom is this. Basically, we're not going to have any attachment to the enemy and we're not going to have any attachment to anything of the kingdom of darkness. Nothing that the enemy brings to the table, we're going to have a connection to. Because we have found out in this series that whatever the enemy is trying to bring to us, whatever he's about, he's all about bondage. He's all about control. He's all about dominion. And God is about freedom. And God is about giving you the choice to choose him so that you can experience that freedom in a, on a level that you've never, ever experienced before. So, so, so the whole goal of this series is to bring us out of one place and drop us into another place. The place of freedom is taking us from one place place of darkness and putting us in this place of light or in the kingdom of his dear son is translating kingdoms is what it is. And so we endeavor to teach how to go from that kingdom to this kingdom so that you can walk in this freedom in Jesus name. Amen. So over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the uh, the basic foundation of what freedom in Christ is or how for true freedom comes from Christ and Christ alone. Uh, we really hit that on the head the first couple of weeks that the first two weeks that only freedom can come to true freedom can come from Christ. Right. So if you want some more understanding on that, go back and listen to weeks one and two. And then in week number uh, at the, and, and also in week number two, we talked about how uh, freedom wasn't our idea. It was God's idea. 
<laughs> and a lot of times we like to take we like to take credit for stuff like uh like like it's your idea for you to be promoted like it's your idea for you to be healthy no all of these ideas all of these freedom areas come from god it was his idea so you can't take any credit for that and so because you can't take any credit for that, we need to listen to the one who originated the idea so that we can completely walk in freedom and not just have a, a part of that freedom. Yeah, yeah, you may be walking in health, but yeah, is your money good so that you can enjoy your health? Because what good is it for you to be healthy, but then you don't have any money to do anything with or be a blessing to anybody with? So and so uh, like on the other side, what good is it for you to have a billion dollars in the bank but you're sickly and you can't do anything. You can't even be a blessing to anybody because you can't even speak to anybody to tell them that you want them. You want to be a blessing to them. So God is about you living a life of freedom in totality, not just in individual parts. So freedom wasn't your idea. It was God's idea. And so again, if you want more information on that, go back and listen to the last couple of messages. We also talked about staying free is our choice. We talked about staying free is our choice. It's up to us to stay free. We read a scripture in Galatians 5 and 1 where it talks about God has made us free. But then he goes on to say, don't allow yourselves to be slaves again. Well, how can I cause myself to be slaves again? It talks about and it, and it uh, insinuated in Galatians 5 and 1. It basically says that it's up to us that we don't fall back into the trap or fall back into the snares of the enemy. As long as we stay focused on the kingdom of God, we won't fall back into those bondages. We won't fall back into those snares. And so we have to be mindful of it. We have to pursue freedom so that we don't fall back into the things that we don't need to be falling back into. Amen. And lastly, last week, we talked about why freedom is essential. We begin to, we begin to walk through where God brought us from so that we can see why God, why God's idea for freedom had to be there. Because when you begin to understand the state that you were in and the state that you lived in, you would begin to understand why God, why, why freedom was God's idea. We were in a dire situation because the Bible referred to us being transferred from one kingdom to another as us being rescued. And you don't need to be rescued if you weren't in a dire situation before. So obviously we were in a position that we need, didn't need to be in. And if we would have stayed in that position, ultimately we would have died. God saw fit for, to bring us out of that place and put us in another place, the place of life, the place of abundance, the place of wholeness, the place of love. Though That's the place that God wanted to bring us into. And that's the place he did bring us into when we accepted him and got born again. Amen. So that's a little overview of the last four weeks of, of what we've talked about freedom. I know I went through them kind of quick, but man, I encourage you guys to go back and listen to those other messages so that you can get a good breakdown of all that we've talked about in this freedom series. And I pray as you go back and listen, you will begin to understand in a greater way and in a greater understanding of what God's idea is where freedom is concerned so you can walk in this freedom. Amen. So since we've done all of that in the previous weeks tonight, I want to take a couple of practical steps uh, of talking about how we can walk this freedom thing out. Uh, I want us to just back up just a little bit and let's uh, because we're a teaching ministry and I think it's very, very important to give people practicality over the years, uh, you know, you, you can earn, you can learn a lot about the Bible. You can learn some hermeneutics. You can understand some different things uh, concerning the names of God. You can understand a whole bunch of different things. But if you don't know how to read what's in the Word of God, take it and apply it to your life so that you can walk it out. What good is what good is it for you to know that? What good is it for you to know all the books of the Bible when none of the books of the Bible are in you? What good is it for you to be able to say all 66 books 
and then you don't have none of the 66 books in you. You follow what I'm saying? What good is it for you to quote a scripture, but you don't have any revelation on it? You don't know how to take it from the from the pages of the book and apply it in your life. And so that's why we teach the word of God. That's why we endeavor to give you practical examples so it can so it can go from something that's written down to something that you're actually living. Paul actually refers to us as living epistles. He refers to us as being walking examples of the Bible. He refers to us as being walking examples of Jesus. And so we need to learn how to take it from one place and apply it to our life so that when people see us, they see that word that we're living out. Amen. And tonight we're going to talk about that. Tonight we're going to look at some practical ways. And, I, and I'm only going to get to two steps tonight. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know. I believe I have five. But tonight we're only going to look at two steps. We're going to get in here. We're going to understand these first two steps and then we're going to get up out of here. Amen. So I know a lot. And I know when I talk about the first step, some of y'all are already going to be like, oh, man, I already know about this. one." Well, this is what I want you to do. <laughs> um, I want you to go ahead before I even tell you what it is. I want you to go ahead and get in your mind, because this is what you have to do when it comes to learning. Uh, you, you can't go into a session thinking you already learned everything. You can't go into a session thinking that you already know everything, because if you do that, you already cut off some manifestation. You cut off some understanding, some revelation that God can give you because you already closed yourself up. And that's the problem a lot of people have in church is when they go to church, they think that they've already heard or they've already gone to the places they need to go to. So anything that the preacher says, they think that they can't get nothing out of it. Well, I didn't heard that already. But yeah, this is what you got to understand. And I say it all the time. The word of God is so full of revelation. You can learn something about that same thing 20 years ago. Go back and read the same thing today and get something totally new out of it because your life is in a totally different place. And God is, and God can give you revelation that you didn't even see 20 years ago. And so I encourage you to not go into this thinking, man, I already know this. Just listen and then ask God how you can apply this to your life. Amen. That's basically what all messages should be about. God, I'm going to listen. And if you want me to take what they're saying, I'm going to take it in and you're going to show me how I need to apply it to my life. That's how you can always uh, <laughs> that's how you can always have checks and balances where the word of God is concerned. Because uh, a lot of times, you know, because something because I don't always say everything right, but I pray I do. But I'm not intended to say anything wrong. But that's why you always have to take what's being said, go before God and be like, God, show me what you're talking about. And if God isn't talking to you about anything where that's concerned, then you can put that to the side or throw it away, especially if you don't think it applies to you at all. Or if you know it's absolutely opposed to what the word is saying, you can absolutely throw that away. But if it's something you don't fully understand or you don't know anything about, you can just leave it to the side and be like, God, reveal this stuff to me. Show it to me in my own. Uh, show it to me in your time so that I can so so that I'm not throwing this away, but I'm but it'll come back up in the in the moment that I need it the most. Amen. So let's talk about it. The first step. The first step we're going to talk about tonight is the first step to freedom is you must be born again. The first step is you must be born again. BJ, what are you talking about? Now, I'm going to say a whole bunch of stuff where being born again is concerned and you getting saved is concerned. And it's going to bring some freedom. It really, really is. Because a lot of times we get stuck in religious understanding and get in traditional thinking. And we don't even all the time. 
and I, and I can say that because I've been a part of it. That's why I'm teaching of it right now. This has been a part of my own mindset. That's why I'm teaching it right now. And I had to become free in some of these areas so that I can walk out the life that God wants me to uh, walk out so that I won't no longer be bound or be held by traditions. And uh, and, and you're going to see this as I talk about it, because a lot of times when people start talking about this stuff, people start bashing traditions like traditions are bad or uh, different religious practices are bad. That's not what I'm talking about. And you'll see that because I'm going to go to scriptures to prove out what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is religious practices and religious ideas or traditions that we've created or man-made ideas that people have uh, just gotten ingrained in their thinking and they and they've made it gospel or they made it spiritual and they were never and they were never stuff that was supposed to be made spiritual. There were things that God never wanted us to hold on to. Now there, now they, again, as as a practice, as a practice is what I'm saying. And I may give some examples, and my and I may not, but that's really depending on how the Holy Spirit leads this thing. But I want to take you through this first step so that you can understand what I'm what I'm really really talking about. Number one, you must be born again. This is where freedom begins, y'all. This is where freedom begins. Christ is the originator of freedom, so we must begin with Him. Christ is the originator of freedom, so we must begin with him. Y'all understand that? I believe everybody that's on this broadcast tonight got it. So we're going to go a little bit deeper with this. Freedom begins with Christ. Christ was the originator of freedom. It was his idea. Remember, we've already said that. That's why you must begin with him. You must believe in who Jesus said he is. You must believe in who Jesus says he is. That is a very... That is a distinction that separates believers from non-believers, because a lot of people believe Jesus came and lived on the earth. A lot of people don't believe that Jesus was who he says he was. Let me give you the difference. A lot of people believe Jesus came in the earth, he died, and now he's gone. Other people believe that he was the Messiah, the true son of God. He came to the earth, died for all of our sins. He was the true Son of God, he was he is the way, the truth, and the life. And they didn't believe that he just died, but he was rose again, that he rose again, and he's now living on the right hand of the Father. He's now seated at the right hand of the Father, living. Some people believe Jesus came, died, and, and he that was it. So there's a distinction that you have to make when it comes to believing in who he is. There's a distinction in believing when we talk about being born again. You have to first believe and know that Jesus is who he says he is. You can't believe in the originator of freedom if you don't believe who the originator of freedom is. So when I say you need to get Christ or you need to become born again, I mean you need to get Christ and not tradition and religious practices. I'm going to say that one more time. So when I say you need to get born again or when I say you need to get Christ, I mean literally get acquainted with Christ get acquainted with Jesus and not acquainted with traditions and not acquainted with religious practices. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. When I say you need to be born again, and this is the first step of freedom, and when I say you need to get Christ, I mean you literally need to become acquainted, get a relationship with Jesus Christ and not tradition and not religious practices. Why am I saying that? Because a lot of people get married to religious practices and they get married to tradition and they never understand who Jesus really is, who God really is. 
because they got married to the method and they didn't get married to the person of the creator of the method. So you can't be free. And this and, and I want you to see how you can be get how you can become bound by thinking that way. If you become married to methods, you become you start listening or believing in the actual method rather than believing in the person who created the method. And when you do that, you now make that method a God instead of the God being God. How can I say that? A lot of people, I'm going to just give this quick example real quick, and then we're going to move on. A lot of people get, and again, I'm going to repeat to you, all traditions are not bad, but when you get stuck on tradition, when you get stuck on religious practices, it can make you bound. Let me give you an example. We just went through a pandemic, or we're still going through a pandemic. And so when the pandemic hit, churches started closing. And some people and some ministers and some leaders were so stuck on having services that they didn't make adjustments to get the word to the people so that they just absolutely closed down and they didn't do things like get online and share the word of God. And ultimately, because they were so stuck to this practice and some people didn't even go online, they just continued to go to church because they were stuck in that tradition. And again, not Going to church is not bad. Going to services are not bad. But when you get so stuck on the actual going to church and not building your relationship with Christ, <clears throat> it can cause you to be bound. I'm going to give you another, especially for pastors and leaders. And we've known this over the years. And if you study the lives of pastors out, you can find this out. A lot of times pastors become married to their churches and their ministries and they leave their families behind. Because they get so married to preaching, they get so married to going to services every week, going around the entire world to go preach, and they neglect their first ministry, which is their family, and they end up being bound. The family ends up being bound because they don't have the proper balance. They didn't listen to the creator when he told them, I understand I understand that I called you to preach, but your first ministry is to your family. You can't minister to these other people unless you minister to your family first. That's what being married to a method can look like. And because of that, people's families and people's families and y'all can go study it out with different uh, different pastors over the years. People begin to resent the church because the church had more of the father and more of the parents than the kids got. And that's not a fault of the kids. That's a fault of the parents not understanding in totality what they are called to. Yes, I'm called to BJ Piggy Ministries. Yes, God gave me this ministry. But if but my first ministry is my wife and my family. And if my wife and family aren't taken care of, how in the world can I ever come and minister to you guys? How in the world can I come and say, well, you know what? I'm going to give y'all priority when my whole entire life, who I live with 24-7 is jacked up. Y'all are with me one, probably an hour and a half out of the week. But the whole rest of my life is live with my wife and my family. And if that relationship is jacked up, how in the world do I feel like I can come and minister to other people? A lot of people think they still could, but that's because they got it out of whack. That's because they got it out of whack. Your first ministry is home. And when you take care of home, again, I'm talking about people not understanding being married. I'm talking about people being married to methods. I'm talking about people... Uh, being married to uh, tr traditional practices and religious practices. And ultimately, the people 
are kept in bondage and they're not getting true freedom because they're not because they're not listening to the creator when the creator is talking to them about it. Listen, you can have a better lifestyle when you get off from the pulpit if you just spend some more time with your wife. But a lot of times people think because God is all in the church and not outside the church, they focus more on that method and that tradition rather than <laughs> the first ministry which God gave us, which is man and wife. Right. And so I hope you understand me when I'm talking about that. So when I'm talking about, let's go back to it again. Let me bring it back around. I'm, when I'm talking about being born again, I'm talking about you getting a relationship with Christ, being married to the creator, not the, and not being married to a method or the method that the creator created. Because the creator created church. The, the creator created fellowship. The creator created all of these different methods. But when you begin to place that method over the creator, you will now put yourself in bondage because it's now out of order. So you can't walk in true freedom if you don't first have a relationship with the father. Amen. So let's prove this out. Let's go look at a scripture real quick. Let's go to Mark chapter seven. Let's go to Mark chapter seven, verse 13 in the in the Passion Translation. Look at what it says. It says, do you really think God will honor your traditions? Look at what it says. Y'all pay close attention. Do you really think God will honor your traditions passed down to others, making up rules that nullify God's word? And you're doing things. I mean, and you're doing many other similar things. One other translation says the, the traditions of men make the word of God of no effect. So if you look at this in the trans in the passion translation, it says, do you really think God will honor your traditions? Pass down to others when they when those traditions nullify what God's word says. Y'all see what I'm saying? When the when the traditions that you've made of nullify God's word or or causes the word of God to be of no power or causes it to have no effect in your life, how can the word have any effect in your life when you put the tradition over the word of God? How can the how can your how can the word be effective in your life when you've now said, you know what, regardless of what the word says, what is this concerned? I'm just going to keep doing this because I started off doing this where the word was concerned. See, this is this is one of those things where relationship becomes important. And this is how uh, I'm, I'm going to say it just like this. This is because a lot of times people get stuck. You need to always be asking God, what is God saying? Because a lot of times people get stuck on what God said and we get to moving on what God has told us in the past. OK, let me let me go ahead and talk about this. A lot of times we can get moved based on what God has told us in the past. And so we're steady moving. We're doing what we believe God told us to do. Right. And. What we're doing now is, in other words, God has told us to stop doing what we're doing and move on to something else. But because we believe God told us to do it in the past, which he did. But God also told you to move and start doing something else because you get married to the tradition, because you get married to the method. You keep doing what you know God told you to do a long time ago, but and you didn't listen to the creator when he told you to move. You follow what I'm saying? So God did tell you to go to this job. But after a year or so, he told you to move on to another job. But because you heard God say you wanted this job, you're now treating God 
as if he's the stepchild. And now you're focusing in on this method that you got married to. All you're comfortable in this job. All you don't want to move. Well, God is trying to do some things over here. Maybe you did this for a season. Now God wants you to move over here. But because you get married to methods, you now put yourself in bondage and you're not able to go to the next level. You're not able to continue to do what the creator wants you to do because you married yourself to a method. Does that make sense? Don't don't allow don't allow the things that you do on a consistent basis. Keep you from hearing God. Let me let me give you a a real another basic example. And then we're going to move on. You take the same route every day to go to work. Or you take the same route every day to go to the grocery store, to go to the gym, wherever it is. But God may tell you one day, I need you to take this different route because either something may happen or I need some, or I need you to do something else. But because you're so conditioned and because you're so married to a method, you get stuck on this same route and you can miss out on something that God wants you to do. That's why it's so important that we don't get stuck with traditions and get stuck with religious practices. We get married to the creator. We get a relationship with Christ so that when he tells us to move, we can move wherever he's telling us to go. I hope that's making sense. There is a difference again between religion and religious practices. Let me continue to prove this out. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3 and 5. 2 Timothy 3 and 5. There's a difference between religion and religious practices. In 2 Timothy 3 and 5, in the Good News Translation, this is what it says. It says, they will hold to the outward form of religion or tradition, but reject its real power. People would rather hold on to tradition and hold on to uh, religious practices instead of real power. Look at what it says, y'all. It says, they will hold, hold on to the outward form of religion or They will show people that they are religious, but they will, at the end of the day, reject its real power. The Bible admonishes us to keep away from such people. This is 2 Timothy 3 and 5 in the Good News Translation. So basically what this scripture is trying to tell us is these there are people that will get caught up in traditional practices. They will get up. They will get caught up in religion and they will get caught up in tradition. And when they do that, you make the word of God of no effect or you reject the realness of the power that came from the from the uh, the, the instruction that he originally gave. you. Let me give you an example. When you continue to just go to church, but you never, ever listen to the word or you never engage with the service or you never, ever allow God to free you from anything or you never, ever allow God to allow the man of God to speak to you and you just go to church because you've been doing it for 30 years, you will be rejecting the real power because you have been married to a method and not the creator. You will effectively put yourself in bondage and you will remain stuck and you won't be moving anywhere because the power of God can't get in because you have married a method. <clears throat> you have married a method and that is not what God wants you to do. That is not what God wants you to do. God does not want you being married to a method. He wants you to be married to him. God can give you a house. God can give you a car. But if God tells you to give the car away, will you keep the car? That's you being married to the method. Well, God, didn't you tell me to get the car? Didn't you tell me to get the house? You have effectively put yourself back in bondage. God may want to give you a better car. God may want to give you a better house. But because you are stuck in this place, you have effectively put yourself in bondage and you're not walking in true freedom because you married the method and you haven't married the creator. True religion isn't bad, 
but marrying methods versus listening to the creator of the method can put you in bondage. Yep, that's a great example. And sharing women evangelists or women preachers, period. <laughs> women preaching the gospel, period. People, you know, and, and, and it's wild to me because people can be reading the same Bible and get the di and get different things out of it. That is why you have to listen to Holy Spirit. That's why you have to listen to God and allow God to share and give the word of God to you. It is very clear in the word of God that when Jesus was resurrected, the first person that he revealed himself to was not the disciples. It is very clear. He didn't reveal himself to the disciples first. He revealed himself to Mary. And Mary was the one, or Mar Mary or Martha, one of them, Mary or Martha went and told the disciples or preached to the disciples that Jesus was risen. Now he had already told the disciples that he was risen, that he was going to be raised from the dead, but he showed up to a woman first. She went and preached the gospel and said, your, our Christ, our Lord is risen. And it was up to them to believe. That's when we end up with the story with Dalton Thomas. Y'all understand? Y'all remember that story, right? They came and told she came and told the disciples and Thomas talking about, oh, you can say that, but I ain't going to believe it till I see the holes in his hand and the holes in his side. Right. But he told the woman first and effectively in this. And, and, and me and my wife laugh about this all the time about preachers, about you being a preacher, because at the end of the day, being a preacher is just you proclaiming the word of God. It's not you standing behind the pulpit. It's not you doing what I'm doing right now. You preaching the word of God is you simply saying what thus said the Lord. So you can't say a woman can't be a preacher when Jesus revealed himself first and she went and preached the resurrection to the disciples. But that's neither here nor there. Let's keep on moving. True religion isn't bad, but marrying methods versus listening to the creator of the method can put you in bondage. We're still talking about freedom, y'all. We're still talking about uh, we're still talking about uh, steps to freedom. You have to be born again first. And I told you all throughout this, this first understanding of this step, you're going to be getting free from some bondages that you may have been putting yourself in or bondages other people tried to put you in. But let's keep walking through the scripture. True religion isn't bad. But marrying methods versus listening to the creator of the methods can put you in bondage. Let's go to James chapter 1, 26 through 27 in the Passion Translation. Sorry, y'all, if y'all heard a sucking, I had to get that water in me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but look at what James 1, 26 through 27 said. If someone believes they have a relationship with God, watch this, but fails to guard his words, then his heart is drifting away. Hold on, let me go, let me go back and read it. If someone believes they have a relationship with God, but fails to guard his words. Then his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty or his belief system. OK, true spirituality or his belief system that is pure in the eyes of the father. God is to make a difference in the lives of orphans and widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. I'm going to say this one more time. Read the scripture and then we'll go over it one more time. If someone believes they have a relationship with God, notice that's what's first. If someone believes 
that they have a relationship with God, but fails to guard his words, then his heart is drifting away and his religion or his belief system is shallow and empty. True spirituality that is pure in the eyes of, the, of our Father God is to, excuse me, is to make a difference in the lives of orphans and widows in their trouble and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. Listen to me, y'all. Notice what this scripture says. The scripture says your religion, <laughs> it says your religion is shallow and empty. Or in other words, your belief system is shallow and empty. Religion isn't bad. And I know a lot of people uh, confuse that every now and then. When people say religion, they immediately equate it with religious practices and tradition. But true religion isn't bad. True religion or true spirituality is to make a true spirituality that is pure in the eyes of our Father God is to make a difference in the lives of orphans and widows and in their widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. Now listen, pursue relationship and not methods and practices. Pursue relationship and not methods and practices. God desires you and not what you do. I'm going to say that one more time. Pursue relationships and not methods and practices. God desires you, not what you do. God desires you more than what you do. God desires you more than what you do. That is why the scripture says, if someone believes they have a relationship with God, that is what's paramount. A relationship with God is what starts this whole thing out. A relationship with God is what gets you uh, to continue to pursue the things of God when religion and traditions practices have worn you out. When people try to make, when, when people try to get you to do things that they believe God told them to do, but God didn't tell you to do. God is here to make you free. God is here to not for you to not be in bondage. And bondage can come in several ways. Bondage, bondage comes primarily because we have not created or cultivated a relationship with God. Bondage comes in ways. <laughs> let me give you an example. Let me, let me go ahead and switch to money. I know I've, I've given a lot of examples, but let me give a money example, especially when it comes to church. Traditionally, tr traditionally, over the years, we have used the tithing scripture in Malachi to get people to tithe based on them going to be cursed or not. Basically, you, people will say, if you don't tithe, you're going to be cursed with a curse, right? That is, that is you putting a tradition of tithing, a good tradition, a good religion, by the way, you putting that on somebody based on fear. So in other words, you're now trying to put somebody in bondage to try to make them or control them to do something without teaching them what tithing is about and giving them the choice on to do it, give them the choice whether they can do it or not. That's the whole beauty of what freedom is all about. Freedom, as I stated in weeks past, is the freedom for you to choose what God wants you to do. God is not about controlling you, manipulating you, or or, or, or putting dominion over you. That's what the kingdom of darkness is all about. But true freedom comes from you making the choice 
to do what God told you to do. True freedom comes from your relationship with Christ. True freedom comes from you obeying what he tells you to do and not just you doing it because you believe you should be doing it. That is why we need to focus more on the relationship rather than the method or the practice because the method or the practice can put you in bondage unless the creator of the method and the practice tells you to do it. God tells us to tithe, but he doesn't tell us to tithe so that we won't be cursed. He tells us to tithe because the blessing flows on our lives because we're already blessed. We tithe because we're already blessed. We give because we're already blessed. Jesus has already took care of the blessing. What we're doing when we obey him is just lining ourselves up with what God has already done in our lives. That's a, that's a, that's a, a change that we need to make in our mindset. And that's a change that we, need to, that, that we need to have in our thinking where tithing and giving is concerned. Because a lot of people get discouraged when it comes time to give because they'd be like, oh man, I got to give again. No, your mindset needs to be, I get to give again because God has given me the ability to do so. I'm doing this out of love. I'm not doing this because I'm going to be cursed. I'm doing this because I'm already blessed and God has called for it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's the difference between freedom and bondage in your giving. That's why God can do without a, a quick prompt to do with giver. That is somebody who is free in their giving because they already understand the reality of what they're doing already. God desires for you to be free, y'all. God desires for you to be free. That is why we need to pursue relationship and not methods or practices. God desires you and not just what you do. Now, listen to this statement, because I know a lot of times, because when people start talking about that, they start thinking, well, God doesn't want me to have rules. God doesn't want me to have regulations. I can do whatever I want to do. No, this is still a kingdom. <laughs> this is still the kingdom that the king has set up. He has a way of doing. He has a way of doing everything that he does. Y'all follow me? He has a way of doing everything that he does. And so it's up to you to actually choose what his kingdom wants you to do. You choose what's in his kingdom. The kingdom of darkness tries to make the choice for you. That's why God wants you to be free to choose and not be controlled. Amen. So pursue relationship and not methods and practices. God desires you, not just what you do. Now, listen to this last statement. God will give you proper methods through relationships. God will give you the proper methods or the proper habits to do in relationship. But when you marry your method, it will only cause you to burn out on God and ultimately cause you to let go of your freedom. I need y'all to see the difference and I need y'all to see the distinction. God will give you a method, but don't ever get married to the method, because if you get married to the method, it will cause you to burn out on God and it will ultimately cause you to let go of your freedom. How do I know this? Because we have people that are called by God to preach the word of God, called by called by God to do a lot of things, called to be pastors, called to be whatever. And you find them quitting on the thing that God called them to do because they have not cultivated relationship with the father and they've just gotten married to the calling. You can't get married to the calling without continuing your marriage with the creator. 
because the creator is the one that fuels your calling. The creator is the one that continues to empower you in that calling. So if you get stuck to the calling and that's all that you ever and that's all that you can ever focus on, <laughs> then you have essentially divorced yourself from the creator. That's why people get hung up on titles. People get hung up on names. Listen, if you never call me Pastor BJ, if you never call me Minister BJ or whatever, if you never identify, if you just call me BJ, that's fine because I'm not married to the method. I'm not married to the title. I'm married to the I'm married to the creator of the calling that he gave me. And that way I can do the calling however he tells me to do it, whether that's open up a physical church, whether that's continuing to do online ministry, whether that's uh whether that's going all around the, the country or the world or wherever he sends me to preach the word of God, however he tells me to do it. I'm married to the creator of the calling and I'm not just going to get stuck to the call. Y'all follow me? That's why some people get caught up in the in the scandal and in the and in the issues of the church because they and, and that becomes their life because they haven't because because they because they haven't continued with the creator throughout the process. And don't get me wrong, you can get caught up into that stuff. And the reason why you get caught up in it is because you need to find yourself going back to the creator. You need to find yourself going back to what God called you to. You need to find yourself back in relationship with him because that's the only thing that will pull you through this situation. That is the only thing that will pull you through any challenge. That will be the only thing that will pull you through any obstacle. Not you just continuing to beat the, the, the to beat the drum, thinking different things are going to happen. You know, the I, the definition of insanity is you thinking you're doing the you doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Listen, you need to go back to the original intent. You need to go back to your relationship with Christ and consult with Him and have Him give you the proper way to get out of this situation. But again, people get married to the method; they just get stuck on it and find themselves in bondage and no longer walking in their freedom because they've effectively divorced their relationship with God. And that's not what I want you guys to do. I don't want you to neglect your relationship with God because that is the first step for you walking in. I mean, you not being able to walk out this freedom, you going back into bondage, you keeping yourself or going back to being a slave. This, you doing that kind of stuff basically uh, shows you what Galatians 5 and 1 talks about because you going, it causes you to go back to being a slave and you going in bondage because you've now married the method. You have now allowed the thing that God has given you to become your God rather than God continuing to be your God. So you must be born again, y'all. You must be born again. Amen. And what does being born again mean? It means you having a true relationship with Christ. It means you having true spirituality. It means you, and let's go back to this scripture real quick and we're gonna end here because this is what I have to point out. Let's go to James 1, 26 and 27 again because I believe God wants us to end right there. Look at where it says uh, true spirituality or true religion or true or true belief system. This is what a true belief system has, if it is pure. It says, in the eyes of our Father, if you're true spirituality, this is verse 27. 
True spirituality that is pure in the eyes of our Father God is to make a difference in the lives of the orphans and widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. Look at, look at, look at what true relationship, what true religion, what true belief system does. It causes you to make a difference. Listen to me, listen to me and listen to me good. It causes you to make a difference in the lives of orphans, widows and their troubles, and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. You're making a difference or you causing change in people's life. You causing change in people's life or you um, making the difference is you making impact everywhere you go. Is you causing or you being a, you cooperating with God to cause change to take place? Um, if anybody that is listening to you or if anybody that is trying to follow you, anybody that is uh, anybody that is trying to do anything for you, if they're not causing change and if they're not causing impact in your life, if they're not helping you see things differently, if they're not helping you uh, see things from a different perspective, if they're if they're not helping you move in different areas of your life, if they're not making a difference, it's not true religion and it's not true spirituality. Uh, those things that, that is one of the reasons why every time I get here and teach, I ask for the Holy Spirit to speak behind the words that are spoken. I ask the Holy Spirit to bring revelation to the things that are being taught because I, I'm desiring for impact to happen in your life every time I teach, every time I minister. Because if, it's, if there's no change and if there's no impact, and I know this scripture is specifically talking about you taking care of orphans and taking care of widows. But God began to show me about how, yeah, you need to be taking care of orphans. You need to be taking care of widows because they can't take care of themselves. But I want you to focus on making the difference. I want you to make a difference with everything that you do. Don't just do something to be doing something. Do something that's going to cause an impact. Do something that's going to give somebody some revelation. That's another reason why you can't just come over and teach people some warmed over message or something that you didn't spend any time with or something that you just came up with off the fly. <laughs> that is why God, I mean, and it's not to say that God can't come. And that's not, it's just not to say that God can't use you like that. There, there have been several times God has used me like that, but I can tell you this, he's, he set me down and, and had me and methodically put, put together messages more often than he's had me just go off the cuff. I can, t and, and, and I'm not, because again, and, and, and even teachers have to be careful of that. You have to, we have to be careful of not being married to methods. We have to be careful to not just try to get through all of our points. We have to allow Holy Spirit to come in here and speak to people because there, there may be somebody that was supposed to be here that didn't show up, but somebody else showed up that was supposed to get the other point that you got that now somebody else needs to focus on this other point so that they can get the breakthrough that they need, that they need to get because they're here. And so everybody, and I'm, again, I'm putting myself in this category. I'm not excluded. 
everybody has something that they need to pay attention to so that they don't fall in bondage and so they don't fall into a religious practice. Because even though word of faith and teaching ministries, they kind of blew up over the last 40 years or so or 50 years, they have we th those ministries have to become careful that they don't get married to those methods because I mean, and even with certain, like you, you can't just continue to hold services all the time to 30 minutes just to get people in and out. Sometimes you need to go past the 30 minutes because God has some things that needs to get done. You follow what I'm saying? That's what's being, that's what being married to methods can cause to happen. It can cause bondage to take place. It can cause people to remain in bondage because you got married to a method and not stay connected to the creator so that he can flow and do the things that he needs done whenever he wants them to get done. And that is why the very first step of freedom is for you to get born again. Now, I know that's a, a roundabout way to talk about a relationship with Christ, but I'm telling you, you being born again, let's bring this back around to an individual state now. You being born again, you having a proper relationship with Christ, you having a proper relationship with Christ will be the key to you walking the rest of these steps out. You walking with Christ and having your relationship with Christ will be the key and the foundation for you walking out this freedom. That is why it's step number one. That's why it's numero uno. <laughs> you have to be born again and you don't and, and you can't be you can't be married to traditions or a denomination or anything like that. You have to be married to Christ. You have to be married to the creator. You have to be married to the one true and living God in order for true freedom to take place. If you understand that, say amen. I'm not going to get to step two. We're going to come back next week and deal with this. Amen. 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 If you got anything out of that, say amen in the comment section. If you got anything out of that, give God some hearts, give God some likes, give God some praise. I want to go ahead and get into number two, but if I do, we're going to be another hour. So we're just going to go ahead and just go on and, and get to number two next week. <laughs> we're going to get to number two next week. Step number one for steps for freedom in Christ is you have to be born again. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. That is where it begins. That is the end all be all. If you don't have that as a foundation, I don't know where you're going because you because you can't be going down the true religion path because Jesus is the foundation of it. And you can't have Jesus as your foundation if you don't believe who he is, who he said he is. He is the one. He is the way, the truth and the life. Nobody can get to the Father except they come through him. And if Jesus is not that foundation, I don't, you know, you, you can't be you can't be in freedom. Jesus, we we our, our very first scripture when we started this scripture was in Ephesians 4:19, where it talks about Jesus led captivity captive. Jesus did that. Not any other religious leader, not Muhammad, not anybody. And I'm just, I, I mean, I, you know, I didn't mean to just throw him out, but there's several others that people follow. But Jesus is the one that led captivity captive. He's the one that set the captives free. Amen. So if you don't start with him, how are you starting with freedom? Freedom was on his mind. Freedom is on his mind. That's why he came and did what he did. So that is why that's step number one. You must be born again. Amen. I'm glad y'all got something out of this. 
going to give you a quick offering teaching, and then we're going to be up out of here, y'all. Then we're going to be up out of here. Tonight's offering teaching is real easy. It's real, real easy. And if you and if you want to give, if you want to sow into what you heard tonight, if you want to sow into, if you want to sow into this ministry, you can give via Cash App. You can give via Givelify. You can give via Text to Give. Uh, you can give via Tidally. Uh, I'm gonna give you a simple system for. Um, I'm gonna give you a simple system for financial freedom. I'm gonna give you a simple system for financial freedom, and it goes just like this: Ask God, obey God, rinse and repeat. That's it. When it comes to financial freedom, that's the simple that's the simple steps for freedom, for your financial freedom. Ask God what you should do. Obey God. Rinse and repeat. Ask God what you should do. Obey God. Rinse and repeat. Ask God. Obey God. Ask God. Obey God. God, do you want me to sow into what you heard? What I heard tonight? What? The word that I got, I believe it absolutely changed my life or there was a part of it that I can hold on to that I've been the part of that was keeping me in bondage where tradition and religious practices were concerned. Father, I thank you for that freedom word that came tonight to now allow me to be free and allow me to stick closer to you than ever before and not be married to a method or religious practice. And because I'm more married to you now, Father, do you want me to sow into that? Do you want me to give to this ministry that just helped me understand that? See, that's what really goes on when, you, when, when you're giving. Because the, the, the natural part of this is that because this ministry was a blessing, the Bible says it like this. If I give unto you spiritual things, you should, you should give unto the ministry or individual carnal things or your finances or your money. So if I'm not sowing anything spiritual to you, or if I'm not giving you any word, then I can understand why you wouldn't necessarily sow. Even though a lot of times people just be giving because, you know, it's a religious practice to them. But I never, ever want an offering time to be this, to be this time where you're just doing it because you've been doing it. No, I want every offering, every single one, every single offering for you to be, God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to do? And that may be the same thing every single time, but I want us to develop. I want us to practice asking God, what else should we do? Because a lot of people have become developed in the tithe. A lot of people have become developed in offering and haven't even really gotten to tithe. But we should, we should become proficient and we should become uh we should become conditioned to asking God and obeying God where giving and offering is concerned. Because that in and of itself will position me for the good life. That in and of itself will set me up for financial freedom. Because when, because if I can ask God, obey God where my giving is concerned, I can ask God and obey God when it comes to my promotion. I can ask God and obey God when it comes to giving to the homeless person down the street. I can ask God and obey God to I. If I need to give my neighbor something who just had a traumatic experience going on in their life, I can ask God and I can obey God where all of this stuff is concerned. It becomes a practice for me. And we talk about tradition and we talk about religion and we talk about religious practices. That should be a practice that we should never, ever let go of. Asking God and obeying God. Asking God and obeying God. Asking God and obeying God. That's where your financial freedom comes in. 
Because when you believe that God wants you financially free, you won't neglect doing the things that God tells you to do. And a lot of times we don't even know God wants us financially free. That's why people don't tithe. That's why people don't give offerings because they don't really understand God's system and how he sets everything up. We're talking about operating from a kingdom perspective and not the world's perspective. The world says, go to work, get paid. God says, I want you to tie, give offerings, and I want you to live off what you give, not off the, not off your, uh, your work. I want you to live off what you give. I don't want you to live based on how you work. Now, I want you to put your hand to something, but what you put your hand to, I want you to put it in my kingdom because you got it from a natural kingdom. I want you to put it in my kingdom, and once you put it in my kingdom, now I can do more with it than what you can do in the other kingdom. That is that is that is the power of what offering time is. That is why I teach every week on offering. And I know sometimes uh, and I know sometimes you may not understand that completely and sometimes you may not get it. But I pray during during any time where I'm teaching that you that, that, that at some point it finally hits. You. That's that's the beauty of teaching. That's the beauty of preaching the word of God. That's the beauty of man. You finally get it because my goal is. I don't care if it takes you a thousand times. As long as you get it, you get it. Because when you get it, that's when you absolutely get your life changed. That is when you absolutely get your life changed, when you finally get it. When the light bulb comes on, that's when you get it. That's why I try to hear God on different ways that I can share this and minister this and talk about this and teach on this so that regardless of how it comes, at some point you will get it. And when you get it, your life will be the, your life will never, ever be the same again. And I declare that your life will never, ever be the same again. And you will get born again, have a true relationship with Christ and not be married to traditional practices and religious practices. You will be married to the creator and not be married to a method. And Father, we just give you praise for that word tonight. In Jesus precious name. I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to get y'all up out of here. Thank y'all so much for listening to the word tonight. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Man, share this word with somebody. Share this word with somebody because y'all know some people that need to get free. Y'all know some people that are bound by religious practices and, and bound by tradition. Teach them that the reality of freedom comes from a true relationship with Christ. And that is where the foundation starts. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you that your word went forth and it went upon, uh, it went. And it, and it was heard by people who wanted to hear. Father, we thank you that everybody's ear was anointed to hear the word. And Father, we thank you that it went and did exactly what it was supposed to do. Father, you said your word goes forth and it brings and it and it accomplished. It accomplishes everything that it was sent to accomplish. And Father, we thank you for that. And we give you praise, honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen. Y'all have an excellent, excellent weekend. Have an excellent, excellent week. Listen, just. Ask God and obey God. Do what God is telling you to do where offering is concerned. Do what God is telling you to do where anything he tells you to do is concerned. Obey God. Love God. Share this message. I love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at bjpiggyministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or GiveLify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Uh, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I 
stand and walk in the door, ready that 